Hey guys, it's your host, Jumi Moses, and welcome to A Word to the Wise, a weekly podcast where I drop some knowledge and tips on how to combat obstacles in your life and become the best version of yourself. I also discuss ways to develop compassion, empathy, and growth in the direction of love and acceptance for all. I promise you, it's positive vibes only. I think it's fair to say that we all have a dream or a passion within us that makes us want to create something. That could be anything from dreaming of making bread to eat because you've been craving bread for some time and you want to bake it yourself to thinking of ways to start a business. Now, sometimes it might take a few tries to get the recipe right and bake the type of bread that you're craving. And the same thing can be applied to starting a new business. There's a couple of, you know, trial and errors that you have to go through when you embark on entrepreneurship. Eventually, if you stick to it, you come up with that plan that finally sticks. Now, in today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with a guest who had a couple of business ideas. They had to let go of those ideas and they finally landed on an idea that really speaks to them, that they're passionate about and an idea that has really stuck. So that guest is Alexis Fox. She is the creator and founder of The Muse. Alexis landed her dream job after college working at a billion dollar consulting firm. Now, after years of working with large multinational clients, many of which she had to interact with literally every day, she was like, you know what? I'm feeling really tired, burnt out from this. I feel unfulfilled. So she decided that she wanted to use her time and skills to benefit others. So she quit everything to continue her entrepreneurial endeavors full time and has created the first marketplace exclusively for women owned businesses called The Muse. Alexis is passionate about putting wealth in women's hands and The Muse is designed to do just that. A fun fact about Alexis and I, we both went to Loyola, Maryland and worked at an organization on campus called CCSJ, which is short for the Center of Community Service and Justice. I was about two years ahead of her. In my conversation with Alexis, we talk about her background, how she came up with the idea for The Muse, her previous business ventures, how she came up with the name for her new company, and how she found mentors to help her along the way, and much more. This was a great conversation with Alexis. Let's get into the show. Alexis, welcome to A Word to the Wise. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's so lovely to see you, speak to you um, after a little bit of time. So thanks for having me. You were a year behind me in Loyola, right? I was a senior and you were a sophomore. No, not a sophomore, a junior. Yeah, a year or two. But yeah, Uh, Yeah. so enough to 
working together. Yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. Well, this is a wonderful, wonderful, timely reunion. I want to talk all about the muse. I'm so excited about that. Congratulations, by the way. It's such a fantastic um, idea company that you're setting up. You should be super, super, super proud of yourself. Um, but like I said, I do want to get into all of that. But I want to find out more about who Alexis is. Like, what is your story? Where are you from? You know, all of that stuff leading up to the muse. Awesome. Um, awesome. So I'm from New Jersey originally. That's where I grew up before I did go to Loyola with you um, in Baltimore. So uh, that overlap. Once I graduated from Loyola, I did consulting at Deloitte for three and a half years, worked for a bunch of different clients, mostly in financial services, but also in like media and tech companies as well. Lots of really great experience, really great connections, uh, just very intense. I think a lot of people felt that burnout. I was part of that mass resignation, I guess, uh, group or generation, if you want to call it. Um, after I, I decided to quit my job and pursue entrepreneurship full-time, something I dabbled in in the past, but wanted to really commit to it and give it my entire focus. Um, dabbled in a few things. The Muse definitely wasn't the first thing that, that came to mind, but it definitely all stepping stones to get to this idea, which I definitely am super passionate and excited about. Um, this marketplace for women-owned founders is something really close to my heart. I think the biggest thing that I found through it that I wasn't finding at Deloitte is this uh, type of fulfillment, working with clients that I felt really passionate about, uh, rather than helping larger companies just make more money. Um, I am working with smaller businesses, hopefully bringing them to that next level, uh, really seeing the growth in their own lives and things like that. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm excited for you. So one thing that you talked about before in the past was this whole idea of always being the only woman in the room um, throughout your, your different like careers and different jobs that you had. Can you talk about that a little bit more and what that experience was like for you? Absolutely. Um, honestly, I feel like I should say that it was really difficult being the only woman in the room, but honestly, my experience was it was so easy and natural, which I think was part of the problem I started to realize. Mm -hmm. I did grow up with three older brothers in a very male-dominated house, so I'm, I'm used to it, definitely. Um, but... I don't think I noticed until I was interning at Deloitte, one of my coworkers turned to me and there was probably 15 of us in a conference room. And he was like, did you realize that you're the only girl here? And I hadn't even realized, like he had had to point it out to me. Mm -hmm. And I started to sit back and wonder why I had not noticed and also why there were no other women in the room. And was I okay with being that not token woman in the room. I deserve to be there, but why? There was just a lot of question marks. I think mm -hmm. <laughs> for me, um, I did work with some fabulous women at Deloitte. I think they do a great job. I think within the company, they do a really great job of uh, gender equality or balance with their hiring. Yeah, not yeah. always the case amongst the industry that I worked in, which is I feel like it's uh, fair with financial services, male dominated in general. Um, industry. So uh, yeah, that's that's kind of been my experience. I guess I, I also wondered where I could find the opposite extreme. Uh, where could I find a room of 14 women and one man? And I knew that I likely could not find something like that. So yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's like almost like you're creating that space for yourself, which I think is amazing. Exactly. So exactly. you talk about the fact that this was not the muse was not the only business 
idea that you've ever had? You've had other business ideas. And can you talk about some of those ideas and why you decided to let them go and why they they didn't, they did not work out? Definitely. Um, So I have dabbled in many things. I think I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur probably as early as I started at Deloitte as well. So just started dabbling in everything, which I think for anybody listening who's interested in pretty much anything, I'll try to convince you you can make a business out of it, but just like micro trying things. It doesn't mean you invest $10,000 into your idea. I'm glad that I did not invest $10,000 into my first idea because it was not a smart one. Mm. Um, But investing in a course or even just uh, listening, uh, free learning, just investing your time into an idea, uh, trying different things, I think is important to rule them out, (laughs) especially. Um, Many many things I learned from each of them. Uh, I went through product-based businesses that I decided that wasn't necessarily for me. I didn't want to do manufacturing and uh, direct to consumer in that way. Um, I got more into e-commerce and was doing drop shipping, which taught me so many foundational pieces to be able to create the news today. However, I did not receive that fulfillment piece that I was really looking for when I left my job. So, so many building blocks to get to this point, um, but could not have gotten here without them. So I think all those, I don't know, bumps, not failures, just uh, maybe dropped ideas or really just stepping stones, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting is the fact that a lot of people have 10,000 ideas and they try them and it doesn't work. And a lot of people end up giving up, but you did not give up. So after trying all these other types of businesses or ideas out and just realizing "Mm, that's a dead end, that probably that's probably not the direction I should be going down. Were you ever discouraged or did you just have in your mind that I'm still going to create something? I don't know what it is, but even though these are dead ends, that's not going to stop my fire for entrepreneurship. Yeah, definitely. I think every entrepreneur has moments, but I will say, I often say I'm either smart enough to keep trying or not smart enough to stop trying. Mm. So I... I think I'm just going to keep running into that wall until I figure it out. At this point, I, I'm I'm detached enough where I, I love this idea. I believe in it because it's I want to benefit other businesses, other people. If it comes to fruition that there's a different way that I can benefit them in a better way, I'm okay with that as well. So um, I've, I think I'm, I've always taken that approach that I'll just pivot. This has been my favorite. I love doing it. I'll invest or make money in other ways to kind of figure it out. Um, I I know I want to own my own business. So yeah. 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 And I can see that fire and passion um, within you for sure. Even when we like chatted like about a year ago when I was trying to make a career change and I was talking to you as well. And just some of the ideas that you have, like you're just, you're definitely destined to be an entrepreneur. And I, I want to know, do you have any mentors that really have helped you along this journey so far? So many. And I think um, on a personal level, many people in my life, whether they were entrepreneurs or not, definitely made an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's really important to have those. Um, I, this is, this is I, I guess, kind of a little bit of cliche, but have those muses almost, whether they are just 
influencer that you follow on Instagram because you want to live a digital nomad life one day, or that super successful multi-million dollar CEO that you want to be one day. Um, I do think it's really important to have those role models in mind, especially on those days where you're like, what am I doing? Why? Who asked me to do this? Um, do I, Is this what I'm meant to be doing? Um, having those people who have 100% been there, listening to their beginner stories has helped me infinitely. Um, how I built this and things like that is just very humanizing. Yeah. I think um, it's easy to see people at their success level. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I love listening to how, how I Built This by Guy Raz. Um, it's just a phenomenal um podcast and storytelling and just listening to all these different entrepreneurs who are now successful, but just looking at their journey up until that point. Um, So how were you able to find your mentors or the people that were able to guide you aside from like family and friends? Because I know that that's a question a lot of people who are listening to this right now who want to start their business, but might be struggling to connect with the right people to help them along that journey. Do you have any tips for them? Definitely. Um, I I will say I was not very blessed with too many connections. I've made most of them myself. And luckily the internet is such a beautiful resource of networking opportunities and free resources. People are posting and having informational Zoom calls and free lectures and attending even podcasting and things like that, putting their information out there, um, being a face. And I think if you're interested in entrepreneurship specifically, I, I will say, especially in the female entrepreneurial world, there are so many networking groups that you can join for free. I've joined um, many in New York, one of them, New York Women in Business, that I did an accelerator program with them completely for free, five weeks. I met so many mentors, so many other entrepreneurs. Um, I know that was one opportunity, but I wasn't specifically seeking it. I know there's definitely cross-country um, score is a huge entrepreneurial group across the country that has um, locations in almost every city. So there's definitely resources and people in this space know how difficult it is, especially to feel kind of alone in the beginning and have been more than willing to set up calls with me, support me, give me ideas, connect me to other people. I found so many welcome arms here. So I think even if you don't have someone to introduce you, if you just start introducing yourself, people are very willing to talk to you. Yeah, that's a that those are great tips. So I want to talk more about the muse, right? Um, First of all, I love the name. Absolutely love the name. So I want to talk about how you came up with the name and the idea in general. You know, some people say, oh, I was, you know, just laying down one day and like, boom, the idea came to me. What, what was what was your process? How did how was the muse born? Um, In summary, it took me forever. And then it took me two hours now, but kind of, I think I spent, I dabbled with this idea of women's own something for a while. So I've been toying with a name for more or less a year. Mm. And my team was, I was very behind in giving them the final name. That was like the holding piece before we could keep going with design and everything. And I had a name in mind that I was very convinced was going to be the one. Mm but something just didn't 100% feel right. But I was like, whatever, let's just do it. And then I had a call with my lawyer and he said that that was definitely a trademarking issue that I could Mm. not use that. Um, So 
immediately I was back to square one and I did not really have a backup, but I knew that the project had to continue. So I was like, this is happening in the next three hours. I'm going to brainstorm and going to go through the list I already made, just try to think of something and like also let the universe kind of take over and like, just let it happen. We, I need to be benefiting women's businesses more than I need to be picking the perfect name. There's no such thing. Um, and honestly, I, out of so many just thoughts written, written down, the muse was born. I honestly can't believe I came up with that name in such a short time and that it worked out so well. I love it. I think it's perfect. I think the concept behind it is at least for me, like I was mentioning, these mentors, these um, women in our lives really can act as huge influences, almost as muses, and be there in thought when we have hard days. Like these people did this path. It's a great, it's an option for me. If they did it, I can do it kind of thing. That was huge for me in the beginning. And now that I am pursuing entrepreneurship full time, I've almost had to transition to becoming my own muse and really self-starting and waking up every day and motivating myself and telling myself I'm not crazy. And, um, you know, uh, even though I was a little nervous this morning, you know, getting myself going, things like that. And also just loving myself enough to be okay with small failures or judgments or things like that. Um, so I think I love the name in both senses, um, finding muses in your own life and really truly becoming your own. Oh, I love what you said about becoming my own muse. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I love that so much. Um, Yeah, you're right. I think the name is absolutely spot on because when you think about like Greek mythology, you know, they talk about muses as a form of inspiration for people who are trying to create, right? And um, so the muse, I think, really captures that. Um, And when you hear the name, it really, if whatever sort of feeling you're trying to, evoke within your customers or you know women that are going to be in your marketplace I think the muse will definitely capture that feeling of like camaraderie with between women and like inspiration and just like you know being a badass I should say um so just to be clear the muse is a marketplace for women for women or businesses. So you will be able to go on there, everything that you see, you'll be able to shop a female founder. You'll be able to see a little bit more of their backstory. You know that the money you're spending is going towards a cause that you support. Yeah, That's awesome. So what yeah. do you say to people who are like, oh, why aren't you including men in this? Why is it just for women? Um, first off, I will say the only people that say that are men. <laughs> the only people that respond like that are men. <laughs> and um, um, it depends how sassy I'm feeling that day. No, um, but really, um, I think the good thing is they have all of the opportunity available for them. Mm-hmm. And truly, it's just not about them. Um, I think even like while I was at Deloitte, I think it's just with that room full of women, I think it's just a time for a room full of women where we can just have these conversations without um, male influence. Uh, Not that it's not valuable or needed. I think we absolutely do. And I've met incredible men and mentors that I need in this business. So um, definitely not that. Uh, I don't think it's it's definitely not anti-men, which is another comment that I get. It's really just pro-women, which is not Mm. both. Yeah. It's crazy that people would think that was that it was anti-men just because we're just because you're creating a space for women doesn't mean it's anti-men I, I love what you say it's for the women by the women is that correct it yeah. is yeah um 
something else you say is that, you know, part of the mission of the muse is to put wealth into women's hands, right? I mean, that's obvious with being able to sit, like women being able to sell their products on the muse. But can you just talk a little bit more about why that is a passion and why that's part of your mission for the muse? Yeah, I think on a personal level and what probably made me uh, so passionate about supporting women, my parents went through a pretty a divorce. I feel like most people can relate to that. Um, but I do think money was an influence, a factor of maybe control or power, just um, an issue that I wish I hadn't seen my mom have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think without, I, we, we could go into the wealth gap and all of that, but without even going there, I do think that the more women have control over their own finances and their own life, the more control, freedom, power, empowerment they feel to do whatever they want to do. Um, so I just, I think with this business, I would love to see more women have more money for themselves to leave their jobs if they want to, or have more money for their families, um, or just really control their own finances, make their own investments, things like that. Um, I think it's time. It's women's time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's the women's time. I absolutely um, love that. So what would you say to young women who have all these dreams, they have all these ideas, and they don't necessarily have the right resources, whether that's mentorship, or they're just not sure where they're going to get money from or anything like that, but they really have this dream that they want to pursue. I know that you're still, you know, at the beginning of your journey, but any sort of, you know, advice that you could share with them, that would be helpful. Yeah. First off, reach out to me. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. But like, I will support if I can or connect or um, be there if you're like, am I crazy with this? Um, I I will, but um, on a, on a less personal level, um, it is totally valid to be nervous, to be scared, even with all of the right resources. I face fear every day. I was nervous and excited coming on this call. Um, I think that is one thing I realized, though, that fear, that nervousness, at least in my body, feels very similar to excitement, and they're usually intertwined. Um, if we follow the fear, we let that fear control us, and we won't get to that excitement. Um, I understand, obviously, um, there will be obstacles no matter where you are in joining the entrepreneurial world or even just pursuing a new job or anything like that. Um, but if we don't face that fear, we won't be able to like reap that benefit. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. That, that, that makes yeah. sense. That was super helpful. And speaking of fear, um, what has been some of the most challenging parts of this journey building the muse so far and what has been some of the most rewarding parts of it many challenges i will be 100 percent honest i think the biggest challenge for me is social media mm-hmm. i think for years on a personal level i never used it i kept more or less like a very private life i would say um So to now have to be so forward facing and trying new things and really just putting myself out there every day is Mm -hmm. definitely a challenge for me. Um, And that is a a fear I have to wake up and address pretty much every day. So, but it is, it is a good one. It is a necessary one. And the more that I do that, the more that I make connections with women like yourself and have these amazing conversations. So um, I knew that was going to be probably my biggest challenge in entrepreneurship. Um, So, yeah, I think that's, that's one that I, I work on. 
That's awesome. Um, and what has been, have there been any moments where you're like, yes, like this is, this is like a big win I was looking for so far on this journey? Also many of those. Um, I'm, I'm lucky to be working with uh, such an amazing team. So just mm-hmm. seeing all of the designs and the website and everything start to come together is just such a fulfilling, beautiful mm-hmm. moment. I think last week I was dancing around my room because I had like 15 applicants in one week to the marketplace, which just felt amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so I, I'm really excited about that. And just the opportunities that come with that, all the women I get to meet and work with, um, and the incredible products that they're creating are just amazing to me. So um, all of that opportunity just really lights me up. I'm excited to have more of that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, congrats, congrats. I'm I'm so happy for you. And I can definitely echo um, some of the challenges that you're facing in terms of like being forward facing and being on social media. I literally suck at that. Um, and I'm trying to kind of like push myself out of my comfort zone, start incorporating video into my interviews and stuff like that. So I, I totally hear you when you say like that is like a big, um, it's a big thing to like kind of get over. You, you, I don't think you ever get over it. You just have to do it and just like throw your phone away after you post. <laughs> That's that's truly how I feel. But then I'll see people and they'll like make comments to me in the real life. And I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. I didn't just like post that in a black hole. <laughs> people are reading this. Now. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> well, um, this has been such an amazing conversation, Alexis. Like I, again, I'm so happy that you um, came on the show. Um, you're definitely an inspiration to young women who are listening to this, who want to start their own business and who might have had failed projects in the past. You've definitely motivated them to, you know, stay on that, that course until they find what works for them. So this is called a word to the wise, as you know. Um, so final words of wisdom to the listeners. It could be about what we've been talking about or something else completely random that you keep in your back pocket throughout life. Okay. Yeah, I think a big one for me is always doing what's right for you, even if it's scary, it's difficult, and even if it makes other people maybe not the happiest. I think at the end of the day, I have put relationships or jobs or other people before myself a lot of times. And ultimately, if you're trying to people please other people, but not pleasing yourself, you're really harming yourself and ultimately doing a disservice to the people um, around you. And I think ultimately, if you have that calling or desire to do something bigger, but it might be scary and it might be hard, it is so going to be worth it. Um, and unfortunately, like we have to go through that fear to get there. But um, I think that's that's my biggest thing is listen to yourself. If you're calling for a new place or a new person or a new job, listen to it. Perfect. That is absolutely amazing. Well, thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to follow you or sign up, um, you know, in anticipation for for the muse? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is shopthemuse.co. You can also find me on Instagram as well on the same handle. Perfect. I'm going to leave those details in the show notes for the listeners. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's conversation with Alexis. I hope that you enjoyed it. The Muse will be launching in about two weeks. To check out The Muse's website and to recommend your favorite own women brands, go to shopthemuse.co. I'm going to be leaving the details to The Muse's website and socials in the show notes. 
Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to rate and review this podcast. And if you're truly loving this podcast, I suggest you follow us on Instagram at a word to the wise pod. Also, if you have any suggestions about episodes or things you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, please feel free to email a word to the wise pod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you.